Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss six questions in nine minutes because leaders know how to be concise. Let's get started with our guest today. Our first question, in a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm Brandon Leopoldis, uh, founder of Leopoldis Law based in Los Angeles, California. And I'm a lawyer for those in the public eye, as well as businesses with a public footprint. Um, helping them manage their problems, manage their lives, and help navigate a very complex world for those in the public eye, as well as businesses, because uh, as any leader in business knows, uh, it can get real complex real quick. That it can. You're definitely addressing a very important need that all people in that situation have, especially all of those people that you mentioned. Question number two, what's the best thing about working with a team? Well, I think the best thing is that we all have them. So we all have that shared experience, regardless of what that team looks like, whether you're at a, a fortune 500 company and your team is say 10, 20, 30,000 people, or you live in a remote part of Montana and your team is yourself, your family, and maybe just the person that works at the 4-H store or the auto repair place. Uh, we all have teams that we rely on for everything in our lives, whether that's emotional support, whether that's finance or tax or legal help. We all have teams. And so I think that shared experience of being involved in a community, no matter what the size is, is really something that's beneficial because that's how we're constructed as people is to work within a community. And so I think we can always get better at that, but we all have that shared experience. So it's not really foreign to anybody. Great perception because that is really such a such an accurate way of describing how each of us can be part of a team and are part of a team. We just have to kind of open our eyes and see them. So that's a great, uh, great eye opener for, for all of us. Thank you for mentioning that. Question number three, I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to get team members engaged. Tell me your thoughts. Yeah, you know, the engagement, you have to have people have uh, emotional buy-in. Really, more than anything else, when we buy things, it's typically an emotional decision uh, more than a needs decision. Same thing when you're working with team members. You need to have people buy into whatever it is, that vision that you have, that they're part of a team. Um, oftentimes that's talking the same value language, value language, meaning it's not always about money. Um, sometimes it's about being, getting that pat on the back. Sometimes it's acknowledgement. Sometimes it's that uh, you're providing them some additional time in their lives because you're going to handle something that they don't need to, and that you're better at. So oftentimes engaging with teammates, um, regardless of what they look like, it's finding the value language that they speak and finding a way to provide them value and they'll provide you reciprocal value. Otherwise uh, you wouldn't be part of the same team. So that's what I always look at is what is that common value language that the two, uh, the team members can speak to one another. I like that phrase, the, the value language and how you can find that commonality between the two. Great insight. Question number four, what other piece of advice do you have for leaders of teams? Yeah, so for a uh, piece of advice that I give for leaders is to understand that just because you are driven by a mission doesn't mean that everybody on your team is driven by that same mission. While your business, you're trying to get to that million dollar mark, you're trying to add 15 people this year, you're trying to do great big things. Oftentimes, people are not necessarily looking for that same goal that you are, and that's okay. Finding ways and having honest, open conversations about how their goals can be met when your goals are met or vice versa. 
um, goes a really long way. It shows that you're thinking of them as well, because we all want to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about uh, getting respect by giving respect. You know, you want to make sure that everybody's respectful at all times. And you want to be in that position where you can set that no matter where you are in a team, you can lead by example and uh, simply just being able to show that we can all reach common goals, even if they're different by being part of that team. Wow. What great advice, especially because it ties in so well with what you said previously about really helping to get kind of where they're at and not just assuming that they're going to enjoy whatever it is that you enjoy. Such great insights. Question number five, what other successful leaders of teams would you like to recognize that have had a positive influence in your life? Uh, Really good question. Um, You know, it's interesting when you talk about success, um, not everything again is financial. Sometimes success is other things. It's self-fulfillment. It's giving back to the community. It's other things. Um, So when I look at somebody who's successful, I look for all of that, right? Billionaires are great, but they might not have, they might be lacking some of those success success indicators that I look for. Um, Some people that I consider very successful that have been very uh, influential in my life um, guy, first off, guy named David Meltzer from Sports One Marketing, a one of the best marketers in the country because he talks those value languages. Um, that's he's very big on being able to provide that reciprocal value. So check out David Meltzer. Um, another person that uh, I speak with on a very regular basis is a guy named Ed Kastner. Um, he works at McGriff Insurance. He's one of the top personal lines insurance brokers in the entire country. And it's because he's more than just a guy trying to quote you your insurance on your on your vehicle and get you the homeowner's discount that every insurance agent talks about. He's looking to provide that additional value. He works in relationship capital. So when uh, somebody's buying a rental property, often he's going to ask, what sort of legal entity do you have for this thing? You know, there's a tax guy that you should probably talk to, or who is your tax guy? Do you have one? Do you need a referral to these people? One of the most connected guys that I know, and also really takes care of people. So I got to give a a good shout out to Ed. His wife, Erica, is also a great leadership expert in South Florida that I highly recommend uh, as a business coach consultant uh, for businesses. And uh, then I just look for those uh, people in everyday life. I want to work with people uh, and have them part of my team that inspire me every day. I want to be around as many successful people as possible. And so let's face it, uh, you can find a lawyer pretty easily, right? Just look at any bus bench. Um, you could probably find a real estate agent or a nail salon, whatever it is. I want to look for those people that inspire me and that I consider to be successful because that's going to rub off on me. So uh, just about anybody I deal with on a day-to-day basis, uh, I try and find those successful people and, and be around them as much as possible. That is a great way to look at it. Great. And thank you for recognizing those people, by the way. Absolutely. Last question. Tell us about your first job. And I'm excited to hear your answer. <laughs> so my, my first professional job uh, was as a professional baseball umpire. Um, apparently I can get yelled at and still get things done and do all of the work I need to do. And so uh, that was my first job. I took uh, the route into professional sports through my sister, who was an Olympic level gymnast. I was not. And so uh, I started umpiring Little League and worked my way up to high school ball. And when I was 20, I worked my first professional game, um, had some success, was a couple time all-star, have a league championship series, uh, never reached the major leagues. But again, success indicator, I got into pro baseball. Not many people do that. And now my friends that are major league umpires, 
I wouldn't trade that the position I'm in for theirs any day of the week between uh, the scrutiny they get, the travel schedule, the injuries, all that stuff that goes along with it. But it was a great first job because you have to be focused on the mission at hand. You have to be self-sufficient. You're not looking to others uh, for that, uh, that recognition of, yeah, you're doing it. Okay. I don't need the pat on the back because I will tell you every time I walked off the field, half of the field was upset with me and thought I was the worst human being on the planet. And that's okay. Uh, because that resilience and that self-confidence goes a long way. Great first job. Uh, didn't make any money at it. Um, thought I was at the time, but it was one of those jobs that really taught me a lot about who I am. I got to see the entire country. I got to deal with people from different cultures in a really hotly competitive environment every single day. So you had to deal with pressure. Um, it's not necessarily pressure like putting food on the table that most people have right now where there's some, there's some other pressures. But when you're getting screamed at uh, for three hours a night, there's a little bit of pressure in there. It's a whole lot of fun. But uh, being in a uh, pressurized environment, really good thing to do. And I highly recommend anybody uh, go work some Little League games. Go work some park and rec games that volunteer uh, help out. It's a lot of fun parents you can deal with. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I'm really glad that that was my first job. Well, thank you for sharing that story. We, you obviously, the listeners don't know this, but uh, Brandon and I had talked a little bit before we jumped on the uh, recording here. And so I knew that he was going to talk about his umpire experience. <laughs> and obviously, for those who are able to view the podcast, you can see behind me that I'm a big baseball fan. And so that's why I was so excited to hear this response. So Brandon, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Really enjoyable. How can people find you? Uh, best ways to find me, you can find me at leopoldus.com. That's my firm's website. It's L-E-O-P-O-L-D-U-S.com. Also connect with me on LinkedIn. I share a lot of videos, uh, bite-sized, three to five minutes on just some things that I get asked about a lot of times where people don't necessarily want to reach out to a lawyer, but uh, they need these questions answered. So whether it's in the world of uh, professional sports and athletes and celebrity stuff, or just business, um, I have a lot of those things posted on my LinkedIn profile. That's really the best place to contact with me. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for being willing to share that. And thank you again for being on the podcast. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. Again, that's teamengagementpodcast.com, and you can get some ideas on how to boost engagement in your organization. Thanks so much for joining us today, and have a great day.